Welcome to Mission Minded, the podcast where we explore outside-the-box thinking in carrying out Christ's Great Commission. Our guest this week is Jamie Saint, Executive Director of ITEC. On this episode, Jamie gives an update on the state of ITEC as they celebrate 25 years in ministry and the recent equipped trainings held at their facility in Central Florida. Now here's your host, Kristen. All right. Well, welcome back to the Mission Minded Podcast, Jamie. Yeah, it's been a little while. It has been a little while. You're a frequent flyer here, and it's good to have you back. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Jamie Saint is our executive director here at iTech, and man, this is a big year for iTech. There's been a lot of things going on. Yeah, it's um, we celebrate our 25th anniversary mm-hmm. of iTech being its own entity this year. Which I think when it started as a manila folder in my dad's uh, file cabinet, I don't think he could have ever dreamed what God would do. And here we are. And here we are. A story that began way back in 1956. Yeah. Who would have ever known? Long time. Yeah. And this also, um, this year is also the 11th um, anniversary of your dad's accident. Um, and you wrote a beautiful article that we've shared on our website and through social media, um, some of your reflections, but, um, can you reflect on that here and just kind of share your thoughts? Yeah. So about, uh, you know, earlier this month, actually about 10 days ago, um, was the 11th anniversary of my dad's injury. It's not, he doesn't call it an accident because in God's economy, Hmm. um, you know, he knew it was going to happen. But shortly after the injury, um, we had a board member that commented to me. He said, man, I thought we were going to come and shut the place down. My dad dad commented after the injury, uh, maybe six, eight months later, he said, ITEC has accomplished more in the last six months than in any six-month period of time in the history of ITEC. And that's not because of a person it's because God's faithfulness Um, because he can use common people like you and like me and so many others now that are in iTech to accomplish what he set iTech out to do and that's to train indigenous Christ followers so that they by showing his love by meeting felt needs they can have open doors to share the gospel and that's Everything that we do, including this podcast, is to challenge people about the indigenous Christ followers around the world. That is our target. That's who we serve. Yeah. Man, and, and this is also the 25th anniversary of that founding of iTech. And it's, as you look back as, um, as Steve's son and as the executive director now, um, what is... And I know we'd probably be here all day if you shared everything, but yeah. um, just share with us some ways that you've seen God, God move here. I think probably the biggest thing, um, and I'll I'll share at least two. I know I'm talkative, so I'll share more. But go right ahead. I think the biggest thing is the team that God has brought. Um, this was not great recruiting by us because we don't recruit people. But literally, you can see family after family that has come, how God ordained that to be and called them to ITEC, not because of a great paycheck, 
not because of um, anything other than God said, this is what I have designed you to do for at least a period of time. So I think the team um, is the biggest component. But the team, uh, kind of on a secondary side, the team is not just people who show up to the office. It's people who are praying for us. It is the people who are financially supporting us. Because we don't go asking people for money. And that's very weird for a nonprofit. <laughs> now, there are people that have asked us to ask some, but by and large, people, God puts it on their heart, just like He's called people. He says, Hey, look, I've given you resources, and I want you to use some of those resources to further the ministry of iTech. Um, so, those are the, the biggest two components that are just amazing and both of those reflect again on or our display of God's faithfulness to his mission and doing that through us now we're not the only organization out there there's a lot of organizations and a lot that we know and we are their cheerleaders um, it's not about iTech or somebody else it's about we're all this mission of 3.2 or more billion people who have never heard the name of Jesus, that's why we exist. That's why so many mission organizations exist. And I think people need to do their due diligence, but we are their cheerleaders as well. Not just, hey, come and, and be a part of ITAG, but man, get involved in the mission. Right. Yeah, and, and we do that so poorly as a as a church it's approximately $107 out of every $100,000 that Christ followers in the US make goes to missions hmm. and only $1 of that out of every $100,000 goes to reach unreached people groups so if you're listening get involved somehow some way in missions whether with iTech or with somebody else, or with a lot, but get involved. Yeah, and talking about getting involved, we've had um, some new things happening here on campus the past couple of weeks with our equipping classes, with our farm training, yeah. and then the medical equipping. Um, churches locally getting involved and coming and saying, hey, we want to reevaluate the way that we're doing short-term mission trips. Yeah. We wanna try training. Um, and that seems to be moving forward where we're headed. Um, and what are your thoughts looking ahead into the future here at iTech with, with our programs and short-term mission work? Yeah, in order to step forward, I think we need to step back just a little bit. Um, when COVID hit, mm -hmm. um, the ugly C word, mm -hmm. we realized that, well, travel shut down. Uh, it took us a, a, you know, a month or two to realize that this is not going away very quickly. And so we had to rethink, okay, how are we going to maximize our impact when we can't travel? Because travel was a big thing that we did, training Christ followers in all parts of the world. And, uh, and so we said, all right, we need to focus on the equip. So at iTech, we have develop, that's developing tools and training systems. We have train using 
the unique tools and training systems to train Christ followers around the world, and then the equip, and that's equipping others to do the same, both domestically and abroad. Well, we couldn't train, we weren't, and because we weren't training, we weren't going to the field to find out what they might need in order to challenge our developed team to develop new tools. And so it's like, well, what about equip? And we had a, uh, a couple that were here and and we were like, well, there's nobody else to do equip. Hey, what would you think about doing equip? And we started that process um, and then they ended up moving and we're like, all right, well, that fell back on my plate. Right. But there's a few things on my plate. And so um, in January of this year, so six months ago, a guy that had come to iTech, he was a missionary in South Africa, um, and I'm sure he's been on the podcast or will be on the podcast. Yes. Uh, but Chris Wilkins, um, he and I had become friends. And then I went with their church in Augusta down to um, South Africa to see if iTech, some of the tools that we have, would be able to help them where they were working in the townships with the indigenous population of South Africa and day two we arrive and then the next day he tells me um, I think God's shutting the door here and then a couple of days later um, he says man what am I going to do now and that is because we don't recruit people we, we had a little conversation and God put it in my mind like he would be great for the director of equip role here at iTech. And then he also mentioned, he said, well, I know what iTech pays, and so my wife is going to need the job at least part-time. When we began talking about that, and we had a, um, a role in HR that we were trying to fill, and that was essentially right in her wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But that equip role, the multiplication of what we do, is a big deal. So that's stepping back to now stepping forward. Chris has been in his role and, and his wife Rebecca have been in the roles for six months. And so inviting churches in where we can train them in the tools that we have or equip them using, like they may be a mechanic. Well, they already have the mechanical skills. But training them how to train, utilizing those skills utilizing the curriculum that we've developed. But so many people have like a garden, but they don't know how to do conservation agriculture, which we didn't invent. We take what Foundations for Farming in Zimbabwe Mm -hmm. started, adding in a little sprinkling of Echo down in Fort Myers, a little bit of Farming God's Way, which actually is Foundations for Farming started as Farming God's Way, and then just changed the name. And then taking um, the stewardship and the African money map from Crown Financial Ministries and combining all that together, um, man, it's it's a lot. Taking somebody from being a gardener as a hobby mm-hmm. to being able to teach farming and stewardship overseas. So we had two groups from two different churches that we partnered with that have come to us and said, look, um, we want to know more about 
what you guys do to train indigenous Christ followers because we have found as our church when we go and you know paint a building or build a building or do a VBS we have found that there's not a long lasting impact now with some there is and, and we're doing good and we know that but how can we have a long lasting or a long term impact even on a short-term trip, when we're not going to tell the church overseas what they need or what we want to do, we're going to ask them, "Hey, what do you, what do you need? Is there some way that we could help you?" So, having two different churches on two different weeks come for a full week to be immersed in farm training, yep. to build compost using brown material, green material, and horse or cow manure mm-hmm. like literally with their hands right. um, and they show up they do man it's exciting because with those same churches we already have training trips in the works where we will go but they will go with us mm-hmm. and on the field they will now become the trainers alongside our trainers where now the impact is beginning to multiply where maybe the next trip, we don't need to go in that discipline. For example, um, we've been working with the church for about four and a half years. COVID kind of halted everything for a while. Not the relationship. They brought teams down here to be trained in things like solar, mechanical, um, now farming. Medical was another one. Well, they we have gone on a trip together. We are going on another trip in August, but in January we're going on a trip that is medical and and farming. But our team is not going to do the medical. They have already trained people inside their church. They have the medical skills, but now they've been equipped. And so they will do the medical training. We will do the farm training alongside of them. And... It's even great because their missions pastor is going to be the team leader, the trip leader, which normally would be my role or a few other guys. But we have a site visit to that area, and I said, man, I need to do the site visit. Can you lead the team? So from team leader, half of the, one of the two trainings, or half of the training is all done by their church, and then the other training, we will have two people, and they will have one or two or three people to train the farming. Man, that's exciting to me because it's beginning to multiply. It's not a very fast process. But discipleship in the Bible is not a fast process. Right. Going and, and sharing the gospel is very, very quick. Evangelism. Mm-hmm. But Jesus didn't say go evangelize the world. He said go and make disciples. That's right. A disciple is somebody who then can multiply disciples. So Matthew 28 and 2 Timothy 2, 2. Well, what we're seeing is evangelism is very quick. Discipleship is a long process. Sometimes multiple years. And so by multiplying, and the desire is through our, our equip, side of iTech, is to multiply we do what we do through churches who then can multiply. And... Um, Man, that's exciting, and I, I know that you guys are working on a um, some sort of documentary we are. that will 
help a church that may be listening and said, man, we want, in fact, I talked to a guy yesterday um, who happens to be a member of our board, but several churches out on the West Coast who have come to him and said, okay, how do we get involved? And so I told him about the documentary that it's, it's beginning. We've done some, we've started. And he's like, as soon as you have that, and that's going to be for a church that says, what does this process look like? Right. How do we get into that multiplication side? Well, we can have a conversation, but hey, let us show you two or three churches that have been through the process at various stages, and they can tell you what it was like beforehand and all the way to fruition and multiple steps in between. And I think that's really going to help a church say, all right, this is tangibly what it looks like. We're not the first person to do this. Right. There is kind of a, and it's a little bit different with each church, but this is generally what it looks like. And uh, equipping is going to be going forward a huge part of what I take does. Yeah, I know that when we as a media team were interviewing um, the trainees that came to do the farm training here, um, we're talking to them and you know of course there's a sense of nervousness when you sit in front of a camera especially if you don't do it all the time but um letting them know hey just people are going to watch this our fellow brothers and sisters in christ are going to watch this and they're going to relate to you they're going to say hey i i think i could do that this makes sense like say say what god has put in your heart to say and share your story about how you got to this point. Mm -hmm. um, it was just really encouraging to hear testimony of, hey, I love to garden and I wanna, I wanna learn how to do something that really impacts the kingdom of God. Um, mm -hmm. Just to hear that firsthand was, it was an honor and it was very humbling. Well, and them being nervous does relate very well to yes. people who are coming. And, yes. and I wanna be clear, we are not taking people who are not medical professionals. Mm -hmm. Right. And equipping them to be medical trainers. Correct. We're not taking people who are not dentists and teaching them how to do dental training. We are that's not what we do. We're not taking mechanic or non mechanical people, like somebody who needs help screwing in a light bulb and teaching them to to be a mechanical trainer. Right. Farming though, we're taking them through the process because anybody can learn farming, but it's not short. And if they make the commitment to come down or invite us up and they take a week out of their time schedule to learn, the purpose is not to learn so that they can have a great garden or a better garden. Right. It's so that they will be able to eventually go over and train Christ followers around the world. Mm -hmm. If they wanted a better garden, we wouldn't be interested in training them. Right. But I think it was um, 13 people in two weeks we're trained the whole process of farming. Now, our optometry program is easy. Anybody can learn that. Um, but other than that, we're taking people who already have that skill set other than in farming and optometry and just equipping them to utilize that overseas. And then we teach you how to farm or to do the optometry. Yeah. And uh, ultimately, the goal is multiplication. It is. And I think the the neat thing about taking people 
you already have a skill set in an area because just because you are a doctor or are a mechanic or have this skill set, it doesn't necessarily mean that you know how to teach that or communicate that. So I think like equipping, that's where it really shines, giving them those tools to be able to communicate effectively what they already know. Yeah, and trying to develop curriculum. So my brother is a doctor. He's a surgeon, mm-hmm. um, my older brother. Well, there is no way in a lifetime he could teach me what he knows. And that's not what we're trying to do. Right. What we're trying to do is we're trying to say, okay, you had four years of college after high school, then you had four years of medical school, then five years of residency, maybe a fellowship after that. We're not wanting you to teach that. What we're saying is we have the curriculum. Mm -hmm. We can equip you with the curriculum that we have to train some of your knowledge that will help significantly in places where there are no medical clinics. People are getting hurt. People are having infection. Even things as simple as what we take for granted, hygiene. Washing our hands after using the restroom. Washing our hands before we eat. Those are concepts that much of the world has no knowledge of. So taking a little bit of your knowledge with our manual, so you don't have to, not reinventing the wheel. And there's a group out there, not just iTech, Teach to Transform does a great job teaching medical. Uh, Empower Approach does a great job with dentistry. So it's not just saying, iTech is the only one. There's a few groups out there that are doing the training side. But to be equipped so that, and and Teach to Transform does this really well. Um, So it's not just iTech doing it well. They do it well as well. And uh, Dr. Tom is a good friend of mine. But the goal is multiplication. Multiplication and then turning it over to the indigenous because they can go to places where we can't go. Right. They can go to countries and, and places within their country that it would be dangerous for us to go. Mm-hmm. But they can go because they have a skill. But multiplying so that more people can do that. Because we have a team of 35 people. Well, we can do maybe 15 to 20 training trips a year. That's it. Well, that's not going to reach 3.2 billion. But if those that listen to this podcast, they may have a church. They may say, man, our church during COVID couldn't do the things that they were doing and they're trying to rethink it. We've been down that road a little bit. We don't have all the answers, certainly. But we can help. We can walk them through what multiplying, what long-term impact looks like. And we're not asking them to to give us money for that. That is our mission. That is why we exist. Um, But man, it's an exciting time. It is an exciting time. And and thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to come and reflect with us and to look back on these 25 years and to to talk about Equip and the future of iTech. Um, It's it's a lot to to unpack here. Um, And I'm glad we took the time to do that. We will link in the show notes um, some links to the organizations that you were speaking about too, so that if anyone listening wants to see 
um, you know, some of the work that you were talking about with Teach to Transform, um, they can go and see that. We'll also link below in the show notes um, some links to our equipping opportunities that we have um, coming up. Um, As of right now, I'm not aware of anything on the schedule, but interest forms. And if you want to learn more about our training systems, we'll have that linked in our show notes. Jamie, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, you're welcome. May I mention one other thing? Absolutely. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't do this. Um, You know, this all started because five men Mm -hmm. and their wives Mm -hmm. were faithful to God's call. And then one sister, my great aunt Rachel and Elizabeth Elliot went back in to live with the tribe. Then it killed their loved ones, their family members. And then when Aunt Rachel died, my dad was faithful to answer God's call and move down to the jungles to try to figure out this idea that the Wild Donnie had about what has become iTech. And then he came back and was faithful to continue to follow God's call. And even now, he is um, he's not here on a daily basis or even... He, he's not involved in the day-to-day operations. But iTech couldn't do what we do if he wasn't out repairing houses, making uh, you know changes to houses, adding more houses, all the things that we've been able to do for our team. Um, but it's faithfulness. And then we have a team of 35 people who are on a daily basis faithful to God's call, not because of, you know, earthly rewards, but because you know their treasure and their heart are are in a place that our real home where one day we will be and um yeah so you know that just that resounding faithfulness of so many people over the course of time and those that are faithful that are watching that are saying man we have been giving we have been praying um and one is not more important than the other we need both um, but there are s- faithfulness is just uh, we wouldn't be here without God's faithfulness using people and their faithfulness to his call yes I think the word faithfulness is the perfect word to sum up these 25 yeah. years that I've done. well thank you so much Jamie for being here and thank you for watching the Mission Minded Podcast and we'll see you next time thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Mission Minded for more information on today's topic and show notes, please visit our website, itechusa.org. Mission Minded Podcast is produced by iTech. The goal of this podcast is to inspire conversations about Great Commission participation. The views, organizations, and individuals represented, interviewed, and discussed on the podcast do not necessarily represent an official position or formal partnerships with iTech.